Welcome to SwampSwami.com, sports commentary, and a little more for you today, too. It's time for the Ballad of Jerry Jones. Come and listen to my story about a man named Jerry. Played Razorback football with the hogs up there. Then one day he would graduate from school, poked holes in the ground into a natural gas pool. Methane, that is. Contract guaranteed, take or pay. Well, the next thing you know, Jer's a multimillionaire. His kinfolk said, time to move away from there. Dallas, Texas is the place you ought to be. So he bought the Dallas Cowboys in the 1980s. 140 million, worth six billion today. It's adios for now, NFL. The greatest marketing show in America is finally over. And many fans hearing about this today are not going to be feeling very well after their Sunday afternoon and evening filled with excessive food and beverages. For San Francisco 49er fans, you are undoubtedly questioning today why your team decided to take the ball first during the overtime period Sunday evening after winning the coin flip. What was the San Francisco head coach thinking by allowing the best quarterback over the last five years, Patrick Mahomes, a chance for his team to know exactly how many points were needed to tie or beat you in overtime? As for Kansas City Chiefs fans, you had to sweat it out once again, which is becoming a normal occurrence in 2023. However, your team rallied from behind and won the game in overtime 25-22. to Yes! Chiefs Kingdom has now grown accustomed to winning several nail-biter games this year. And the Kansas City dynasty has now captured three Super Bowl rings in the last five years. That's not too bad. And if you had the numbers 5-2 and two on your Super Bowl final score squares sheet, an extremely unlikely combination of numbers, I might add, you're going to be very happy today no matter which team you might have been rooting for. So happy post-Super Bowl Monday, everyone. And no, I did not watch the festivities. I spent my time working on a family ancestry history project. I discovered a newspaper article from the home city of my deceased mom announcing her engagement to a U.S. Navy fellow about 18 months before she ended up marrying my dad. That might have been some fun to ask her about prior to her passing about a decade ago. But instead of watching the four-hour marathon game, I did listen to portions of it on the radio and occasionally check the internet for the score every half hour. And my lovely wife, who generally will not watch most pro football games, is an avid Super Bowl watcher for the commercials. She came by and let me know that Arnold Schwarzenegger is now doing insurance commercials. I'm sure that Hans and Franz from Saturday Night Live are very happy. After the New Orleans Saints finally played in and won their Super Bowl game more than a decade ago back in February 2010, that's a long time ago, isn't it? My personal interest in America's big game has been on the decline. And if your favorite team isn't playing in that season finale, it's kind of hard to invest four hours or more in that experience. Dallas Cowboy fans, you can relate. It's been 28 years since your last appearance in the big game. How about them Cowboys? The pregame show on CBS started a full four and a half hours before kickoff Sunday. While that super stretch was underway, I was able to watch a few hours of PGA golf from Phoenix and then a very interesting Alabama at LSU women's basketball game. And all of that ended long before the kickoff at 537 Central Time yesterday. The NFL's regular season games generally conclude during a three-hour TV window. The supersized season finale, though, takes a full hour longer due to the added number of commercials and the annual made-for-non-football fans lengthy halftime show. I don't know how many people watch this year's event. 
It's been widely speculated that Sunday's Super Bowl game would attract the record number of television viewers this year. America was happy enough to see the matchup featuring quarterback Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs against the ground-and-pound running game of the San Francisco 49ers. But several million non-traditional football viewers turned into Sunday's game to see someone else. CBS, this year's host, gladly obliged the young, mostly female, new fans. Numerous camera shots featured pop star Taylor Swift from her stadium suite as she rooted for her Kansas City Chiefs boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. The Swifties, as they call themselves, have generated about a 10% increase in the television ratings for any NFL game featuring Kansas City after she started showing up at football stadiums this season. It's possible that KC and the Swifties band Not so fast. helped to set a new TV viewing record during last night's game against San Francisco. Did the NFL do anything nefarious to help set up Kansas City into this big season finale in hopes of setting an all-time TV viewership record? Well, let's just say that the NFL and WWE each have three initials. That's right. And the referees in both of those organizations are paid by management and have been known to exert a significant impact on the final outcome of close contest. Think about it. In the AFC playoffs, Kansas City won by three points at Buffalo, seven points at Baltimore, and just defeated the NFC champion San Francisco 49ers by, yes, three points in overtime. Even if Kansas City received a little bit of good fortune from the referees via pressure from the NFL's home office, that 25-22 final score was very good for the league. By having such a tight contest deep into the fourth quarter and into overtime, most viewers likely stuck around to watch those $7 million per 30-second ads, too. Scripted outcomes? No way! That would be preposterous, wouldn't it? <laughs> the NFL's dominance of the list of highest-rated television programs every year recently has been nothing short of phenomenal. If the Sunday viewership does not set another record, the season finale is still going to bring a smile to the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, and the 32 NFL franchise owners. There's nothing that makes the NFL happier than another year of success at the gate and on TV. And that's why those 32 franchise owners are paying Roger Goodell a small fortune to perform his job. You see, Roger Goodell earns $64 million per year. And that neatly works out to $2 million per season contributed by each of the NFL's 32 teams. Now, for comparison purposes, the CEO of ExxonMobil earned $21 million in total compensation, which is salary and bonuses and stock options, during the year 2022. The NFL commissioner earned three times that amount. Roger Goodell pulls all the strings for the NFL's 32 teams. Sunday's entire Super Bowl production was under his guidance. His office is in charge of the songs being sung before the game and who sings them, the halftime entertainment show, the selection of each year's Super Bowl site, and the entire week-long list of festivities leading up to Sunday evening's kickoff. Based on Roger Goodell's success on the job, the NFL franchise owners are glad to fork over that $64 million to the commish every single year. They really like this man, so much so that his contract was recently extended last fall to stretch through the 2027 NFL football season. Said Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay back last fall, quote, 
I think it was unified. I think everyone was behind it, and it takes a while to get those things done. I really think everyone was in favor, excited, and everyone acknowledges the great job that Roger has done. I think Roger will be in the Hall of Fame someday. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. Roger Goodell's performance directly affects the franchise values for those 32 teams around the league, too. Owning an NFL franchise was a much better investment in 2023 than my own personal stock and bond investments returned. New Orleans Saints fans, you might remember when the late Tom Boogie Benson paid $70 million to acquire the Bayou State's beloved black and gold team back in 1985. According to one source, the Saints team value rose 14% last year and is now worth a whopping $4 billion. To think about that comparison, $70 million to buy it, $4 billion is what it's worth. Is your house worth 57 times more than you paid for it back in 1985? I doubt it. Yes, it's a very good time to be one of the 32 fortunate NFL franchise owners. The NFL League office likely chuckles knowing that a growing number of football fans is starting to think that the outcomes of certain key games are predetermined. Well, as long as millions of people keep watching the league's product on television, the owners of the NFL, like those of professional wrestling, will remain happy campers. So Monday's only question is learning how many people actually watched this year's Super Bowl on television. The record of nearly 115 million people was set just a year ago for the Do You Remember It game between the Philadelphia Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going to be surprised if that record is still standing by tomorrow. So it's adios to the NFL football on Sundays in 2024, well, at least for the next six months. In the meantime, the league will continue to dominate the sports news. There'll be more coaching changes and player trades and the increasing chatter related to the prospective college football players to be selected by your favorite NFL team during the annual draft in Detroit coming up on April 25th, 26th, and 27th. And the NFL should offer a very special thank you to Taylor Swift fans, too. In fact, the NFL should thank each and every one of us, even conspiracy theorists, for their support during the 2023 football season. This fall will find America's attention in the middle of a hotly contested presidential election. But never fear, the NFL, with its growing legion of advertising partners too, will promise to take your mind off such serious matters for a few hours every week beginning in September. Y'all come back now. I'm Swamp Swamming. <laughs>